This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 549. Homework Done Right, What's a Parent's Role? And Life Skills, How to Teach Your Kids Money Management, both by Julie Morgenstern of juliemorgenstern.com. Hey, old friend, I'm Joss Murray, and welcome back to the show that brings you some of the best relationship content we can find online. And today, I'll be narrating two posts by New York Times bestselling author Julie Morgenstern. In her post, she shares some wise and practical advice when it comes to bringing up your kids. And as always, I'm especially eager to share tips on how to teach your children important life skills. So with that, let's get right into Julie's posts and start optimizing your life. Homework Done Right. What's a Parent's Role? By Julie Morgenstern of juliemorgenstern.com. Lots of parents struggle with knowing what their role is when it comes to their kids in school. Should I (gasps) do their homework with them to be sure it's done right? Or should I stay out of it completely? How important is it to join the PTA anyway? In the process of researching my new book, Time to Parent, I came across a helpful mantra for parents of children at almost any stage and phase. Be your child's learning coach. When it comes to homework, you as a parent have the perspective to see homework for what it is a chance to help your child learn time management skills, monitor his own learning, and assess whether or not he's meeting teacher standards. Those are important life skills. As your child's learning coach, it's not your job to do the work, but you should be offering the space, time, and support to work on assignments. Here's how. Number one, get to know your kids' teachers. Invest time in building relationships with your kids' teachers. The better you understand their expectations, the better you can help your little student meet them. Don't be afraid to ask teachers how much time your child should allocate to specific assignments, or even for clarification on how your child is being assessed, creativity, neatness, accuracy, and so on. Number two, make homework time a family affair. Starting when children are young, set a regular schedule that the entire family can follow. While kids do homework or read books, parents do their own quiet activity nearby and stay available to answer questions if and when they come up. Make sure you create a quiet space and environment to support the routine. No one should be having loud fun or playing or watching an electronic device. Think of it as your daily opportunity to model good study habits. Number three, match your children's age and stage. How you interact with your kids' schoolwork will depend in part on how old they are. A few general guidelines. One, for kids younger than five years old, your primary goal is to communicate that learning is fun. Don't worry so much about giving your kids a head start. Focus on talking, reading, and play. Two, by the time kids reach elementary age, parents can help their young students start to form good study habits. Provide the right supplies and ensure kids are well-fed, rested, and have the energy to do the work. Three, by about 10 years old, kids may start to resist advice from their parents. Congratulations, you've reached the tween years. Consider enlisting outside help. A tutor or even a cool older neighbor kid or cousin can help your child start to learn how to keep track of a more complex academic schedule and map out bigger long-term projects. And four, high schoolers want ownership and it's wise to give it to them even though it can be challenging as a parent to relinquish control. Know that it's still your responsibility to provide a quiet study space and study support. You can always build family activities around your teen's emerging academic interests. For example, if your high school junior is captivated by the Civil War unit in U.S. history class, consider a family trip through the battlefields of Virginia. 
One of the very best things about summer is the break from daily homework, the hustle to get it done before bedtime, the pressure to keep the family schedule on the rails. With the first day of school looming, you may feel anxious about the year ahead. It won't feel so burdensome if you can play the appropriate role in your kid's academic life. Life Skills How to Teach Your Kids Money Management by Julie Morgenstern of juliemorgenstern.com Teaching kids life skills is one of the primary responsibilities we parents have to our children, and yet it can be such a tricky and emotionally charged area. Organizing, time management, and money management are critical to life success, but aren't typically taught in schools or handed down easily from parent to child. So, what is a parent to do? In this three-part series on teaching kids life skills, we covered organizing and time management first. I saved money management for last, as this topic may feel the most fraught. If your parents never taught you the basics or it was treated as a secret growing up, you may be at a loss on how to teach your kids. The good news is people today are speaking more openly about money than ever before, and there are tons of resources available. One of my all-time favorites is the book, The Sink or Swim Money Program by Johnny Whitcomb, which breaks down teaching money to your kids in a very innovative way. Experts agree that you can start building your kids' money management as soon as they begin developing executive function around three years old. Each lesson should commingle the fact that managing money is an attitude, a technical skill, and a habit. Here's an age-by-age guide to money lessons. Preschool kids, three to five years old. Introduce your kids to money as a resource and demystify it by talking about it in everyday life. Teach them to identify coins and understand basic math. Five pennies to a nickel, two nickels to a dime, ten dimes to a dollar, and so on. Then, help them grasp the connection between money and things. You can start by giving them a toy cash register and playing grocery store before you go to the real supermarket with a list and budget. Involve your child. Can you both stick to the plan? School-age kids, 6 to 12 years old. Give kids a chance to learn about spending, saving, and using money to achieve various goals. When shopping, narrate the thought process behind your choices, such as, I'm choosing this pasta over that one because they are both good but one's on sale, or I'll pay a little more for these trash bags because this other cheaper brand rips. Experts recommend giving kids a chance to earn an allowance through chores and setting up a three-jar system, spend, save, and share, to practice divvying up dollars for different purposes. Help your child set a goal for each and use clear jars so they see their money adding up. Teens and young adults, 13 to 26 years old. These are the years to train your children how to make independent financial decisions. Help them set up their own bank accounts, perhaps replicating the same spend, save, and share system, and learn how to manage a budget. John Whitcomb suggests working through several different budgets, eventually having your teen manage their entire clothing budget for a year. Teach your kids about interest rates, credit cards, and loans, including student loans, and the importance of paying on time to minimize fees and build credit. With any life skill, if you never mastered it before, having kids is a great excuse to develop that knowledge. You can learn alongside your kids and using your values as a guide, have confidence that you do have valuable knowledge to share. You just listened to the post titled, Homework Done Right. What's a parent's role? And Life Skills, How to Teach Your Kids Money Management, both by Julie Morgenstern of juliemorgenstern.com. Thanks a ton to Julie. I love all of her tips, but especially her tip to make homework time a family affair. 
I can see how this would make doing homework so much more enjoyable for kids and not something they dread. I can also see how it would encourage productivity, as it's so much easier to focus when everyone around you is in the same study mode. I look forward to doing this with Tal and Colby. But that's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me again, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow with the final post of the week by Kaylin Bruce, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.